This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics you need to start your investing journey. We unpack all the jargon and confusing bits, hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating, and we want you to have a good time along the way. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity mate, Ren. How's it going, bro? I'm very good, Bryce. We're back on this feed. We are back on this feed, yeah. We've had the Get Started Investing podcast live since the end of 2019 with that 12-part series that we did, and then we've uh, subsequently launched the Broker Basics, which was just done with Superhero. We teamed up with BetaShares to do ETFs for beginners, and we also had uh, Rohan on the show to to walk us through his investing journey over three episodes with with Comsec Pocket. Rohan's still riding high from that. Still riding Uh, high. We were were away with uh, him over New Year's, and uh, he wouldn't shut up about it. I know, loving it. We will get him back on, I think, to see where he's at. I, I was chatting to him over the New Year break, and he uh, is still investing, which I'm surprised, oh, but good, good on yeah, him. Yeah. So, he's he's still putting money away on a regular basis. But let's just firstly start with how 2021 is going to play out for Get yes. Started Investing. Yeah. So, we've um, recognized that there are a number of episodes and topics in the investing world that we should be covering on here and have uh, really been focusing on our main podcast, Equity Mates Investing Podcast. So, we're now going to commit to a weekly episode on the Get Started Investing Podcast where we really just break down one topic, no jargon, super basic, to try and make investing less intimidating. So, that that's the goal and we're going to commit to that over the next yeah. 12 months. Always keep it super basic. Um, so, if you're new to investing and you don't know where to start, we want this to be the place to start. If you're a fan of Equity Mates and you want us to go more advanced, too bad on this feed. Come across to the main Equity Mates feed because we really want to make sure that um, people who want to get started have a place to get started. That's right. Yeah. So, additionally, we will be launching a new email that will come out uh, in conjunction with the release of these episodes every Tuesday. So, make sure you head to equitymates.com to sign up to that as well. If you're in our Facebook group or joining our Facebook group, there will be an opportunity to put your details in to sign up to that email as well. So, that email will accompany this episode with some very basic written uh, content to support what we're talking about today. If you do want to come on the show, we really want to hear investing stories um, from beginners and really help, I guess, you 
walk through the barriers that you might be facing, we would love to to have you on and, and do a Rohan 2.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for us, the Rohan episodes were great because, you know, we, we know there's questions that we had when we started, but everyone has a different, you know, background before they start investing. Everyone has different questions. Um, and so rather than Bryce and I thinking about what, we think we should be talking about. We, we really want to hear what you guys have in terms of questions or what challenges you are facing or challenges you've overcome. Um, so, yeah, we, wanna, we want you to head to equitymates.com slash contact, fill in the form there, and hopefully we can get you on the show. Yeah. Alternatively, if you have topic suggestions, uh, contact at equitymates.com to email or as Alex said, equitymates.com slash contact to, to hit us up. So, Ren, let's crack into it. Yep. Um, we'll keep these short and sharp and super basic, jargon-free. Hopefully, we'll pull each other up if there is some jargon yes. Jargon alert. We need like a big air horn or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, reporting season. Yeah, which is an interesting topic to uh, start with. And uh, we may already need to blow the jargon air horn when you said reporting season. Yes. So, um, I guess two questions for you to kick things off. First of all... Uh, what is it? And then second of all, why are we starting here? I'll start with why we're starting here. In Australia, we're about to head into reporting season. So if you are on your investing journey and you might be reading the AFR or seeing you know, a lot of commentary online, it's likely you'll see a lot of activity in the space around reporting season. So we want to unpack in a simple way what it is yep. and why companies do it yep. and why it matters for investors or if it matters. If it, yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If it matters for investors. For a lot of investors, you can actually just ignore reporting season. Yeah. Um, which is one of the things we want to convey in this episode, if, if you do need to worry about it or not. Um, you answered one of my questions there. You didn't answer the other one. So which let, is what is reporting let me follow season? Up. What is it? So reporting season is a period during the year where companies that are publicly listed will release their financial results. Nice. And I think uh, if we can take a step back, you know, in our 12-part Get Started Investing series, we spoke about how when you invest in a company, you become a part owner in that yep. company. And you are, you know, you, you're a shareholder, you own part of the company. The company needs to keep you up to date with how they're going. You know, what what they've done over the past year, what their plans are for the future, are there any major changes to like who's leading the company, the board or anything like that? And what reporting season is, is really when all companies that are public that you can invest in go to the public, go to all their shareholders and say, yo, this is how we're going. Like this is this is what we're doing. <laughs> this is you've, uh, you've. They start every report with yo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe they should. Maybe they should. Um, and so you'll hear a lot of, jargon around reporting season around well you know like what are their earnings you know different growth metrics uh estimates did they beat estimates was it a where did it measure against consensus estimates like we'll we'll unpack some of that in this episode but if you strip it back and you you ask what the hell is going on here at the end of the day it is because these companies are owned by the public they have a responsibility to tell the public how they're going and in australia most companies do that twice a year, generally in February and in August. Yeah, good point then. So that is the time in Australia that you can expect to see results. 
are slightly different overseas in the US. Um, US companies, depends which way you look at it, but from our point of view, unfortunately report quarterly. So every three months they have to push out a report. So you've got sort of mid-Jan, we've just seen um, some reports come through April, July and October. So let me let me ask you about that. As a part owner in the company, don't don't I want to be updated more frequently? Like why why would you say unfortunately? It's a good question and without going too deep, because the market reacts so strongly to reports from companies and because I guess the management of companies always want to see their share price go up, because they're forced to report quarterly and uh, knowing that that result that that report will likely impact their share price it uh, impacts their short-term thinking yeah yeah. so it affects their share price but more specifically it will also then affect how these company executives like how much bonus they get and stuff like that yeah so they're incentivized to run the business with a short-term focus yeah um if they reported once every five years then they're not going to worry about Having to uh, worry about their share price yeah. for five years, so and um, if you if you yeah. think about like the your corporate job or you know whatever whatever job you're doing or you know if you run your own business, if you think about how long things take to happen, um, it's very rare that you have an idea, you implement it, and you see results in three months. Like things take things take time to develop, to plan properly, to have a solid strategy in place, and if your executives, if your bosses are like we got a report again in two and a half months and we need to show you know more profit and everyone's scrambling to try and hit that three month deadline things are rushed yeah you want you want to you know we in we in this podcast uh, across equity mates we talk about long term investing um, and you want your companies to think long term as well so yeah. that that was a little bit of a detour maybe that but that's why you i guess you said unfortunately unfortunately yeah, yeah. To close it out as well, uh, Europe, uh, similar to Australia and their companies, um, they report half yearly as well. So, same as us in in August and uh, as well in February. So, we are about to go into a reporting season here in Australia. Now, I'm going to ask the most important question of this whole episode and for any beginner investor thinking about reporting season, this is the number one question. Do I need to worry about it? No. Well, <laughs> okay, there's probably a little bit more nuance than that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, if you're investing in an ETF or a managed fund, no. If you're investing in individual companies, it's worth paying attention to, but I don't think it's worth necessarily worrying about, if that makes sense. Okay, worry, worry might be uh, the wrong term. Is it worth looking at? It is worth looking at. Yeah, yeah. I, I think as a, if you if you're gonna make the plunge into individual companies, it's a really important source of information because it's the company telling you how it's going. All the other news articles that are written about it throughout the year, a lot of it's speculation. You know, a lot of it's people thinking about what's gonna happen or reflecting on what has happened. But the company telling you how it's going, giving you its actual numbers is a really useful and important piece of information if you want to invest in individual companies. But you can live a long and happy investment life and you can make good returns over the long term 
by just investing in ETFs, which we spoke about in the 12-part series, where you just invest in the whole market. And if you're investing in the whole market, it's not it's not so important what each individual company is doing because you're just making a, a bet or you, you're investing in the overall productive capacity of a, of a market improving. So when you mentioned there that uh, they're letting you letting the investors know what they're doing to be a little bit more specific, really what you're looking for in reporting season is their revenue or how much money they made or generated and then also uh, profit line, which is how much money they made after you strip all their costs out. And then you'll often see other key metrics that are relevant to the business. So for example, if after pay to a report, they would probably be letting you know how many new customers they have on their platform, how many new suppliers they have on their platform. So you just got to, you got to be aware of what metrics matter for your company and uh, they're likely to report on changes in that. Yeah, yeah. So we will quickly jump to an ad break to hear from our sponsors and then get stuck into uh, what it really means for investors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Nice, Ren. So I have a question for you. You've you've said, does it matter um, for investors? And yes, it does because the company is letting you know what's going on. But often, when a, a, a company reports, its share price does crazy things. Yeah. So how do how do you think about that? And also, why why does it do crazy things? So there's a whole industry, um, the finance industry, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that are paid to make predictions on companies. So, you know, there will be analysts at all these major investment banks, the Goldman Sachs, the Morgan Stanleys, you know, all, all of those big institutions. There are people there who try and predict what a company is going to do. They, they, you know, you talked about Afterpay before. They'll say something like, well, Afterpay made 100 bucks last report and I think they're going to make 105 dollars this report and then all of these different investment banks are making these predictions estimating what's going to happen and then the market starts to build a consensus around well hey everyone's saying afterpay is going to do 105 um if afterpay then actually release their results and they've done 101 Afterpay's grown. It's gone from 100 to 101. Mm. But everyone's like, what the hell? We thought it was going to do 105 (laughs) and people had uh, bought more shares on the expectation that it was going to be 105. And so because everyone thought it was going to be higher, everyone thought it was going to be 105, the price will go down uh, because what Afterpay did, even though they grew, wasn't as much as people expected them to grow. And so every company has this they have a whole bunch of analysts that are paid to make predictions about what's going to happen to forecast the future and how close the company gets to hitting those estimates will then do crazy things with their share price you know if they beat estimates they might go up heaps even if they actually didn't have a good good growth or anything and so 
when you're looking at reporting season, it's really important to separate what or I guess I would say separate the signal from the noise. And what does that mean? Uh, signals the important uh, information, and the noise is just all the static around it. And for me, what people are estimating and how the market reacts based on those estimates is all noise because yeah. six months, six years, 60 years, if you've got that long until you retire down the line, what's important is how the actual company is doing. Yeah. Did Afterpay grow from 100 to 101? Will it grow to 102? Will it keep growing after that? Yeah. The fact that someone at Goldman Sachs thought it should be at 105 isn't going to matter in three years. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there are reasons why the finance industry makes these estimates and like they, you know, they're, they're not useless, but for everyday investors like you and I and like most retail everyday investors out there, estimates are a noise and what it matters is how the company itself is actually going. So, I've just started my investing journey. I've bought Afterpay. It's you know, going well, they just re- released their results. Um, whilst they've grown from 100 to 101, you know, users, uh, the market was expecting 105, their share price falls. Yep. What do I do as an investor? Well, if nothing's changed, so if you, if you did your research on Afterpay and you bought it because you thought, uh, in the next 10 years, it would be able to be the number one buy now, pay later player in Australia and it would go from 100 to a million. The fact that it's continuing to grow is, is a good sign regardless of what the share price is doing. So forget the share price, yeah. don't if, react. If Afterpay came out in their report and said, uh, well, they have to start with Yo. So Yo guys, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're actually not doing buy now, pay later anymore. We're thinking credit cards might be a pretty yeah, good yeah. play. And if you bought them because you thought they were going to be the biggest buy now, pay later, well, then something's changed. You know, they've changed what they're trying to do. And the reason that you bought them is, is no longer what the company's doing. So in that instance, then you should maybe sell because what you what the reason why you bought it doesn't hold anymore. But if they're continuing on their journey and, you know, they might not be growing as fast as the market wants, but they keep getting more customers, keep making buy now, pay later more, more of a thing, then there's no reason, There's not, nothing's changed with the business itself. Yeah. yeah. So that's the key. You will inevitably find that during reporting season, there is a lot of activity on the markets. Yeah. Your portfolio is likely to experience some pretty good days, potentially some bad days, uh, and there's going to be some pretty significant moves in the stock price of your companies. But try to remove that noise. If the underlying fundamental of the business has not changed, if you're still seeing growth, but it's not meeting market consensus, as Ren said, there's a guy or a woman paid just to come up with what they think the stock price is likely to be or the growth of the company is likely to be, just disregard all of that mm. and, uh, and really just... Listen to what the company is saying more than anything. So, Ren, to close it out, uh, where can we find information about reporting season? What sort of information are we finding? So, this is a good this is a good question because there was another source of noise, um, and I think this this will lead into it. So, the the right answer to your question is uh, the companies publish it on their websites themselves. So, every company has an investor relations part of their website. Uh, and they'll have they'll generally have a PDF document 
uh, like a written document that explains it all. Uh, they'll generally have then a slideshow presentation um, that has like takes it's like a presentation that takes through the key numbers, the key messages. Sometimes there will be like an Excel workbook with actual raw numbers, mm. um, but there will also be raw numbers in the the written report. So the the company itself will publish that information, make it public, and you can get it that way. Um, if you follow the company through like the ASX website or something, all of that information will be made as an ASX announcement, it's called. So you can find it that way. You can also get it through the media. Now, um, there are some, don't get us wrong, there's some great journalists out there and and they, they can look at these numbers, they can look at the story and they can draw some really important insights um, that can really help you better understand what's going on. So I don't want to say that you shouldn't read the media. You just have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. The the business model for media is to maximize clicks or downloads or views and um, a headline of Afterpay grew from 100 to 101, you know, continues its steady growth is pretty boring. It's not going to get heaps of clicks. The headline... Afterpay disappoints and share price collapses is much more likely to get clicks and views. And if you're going to read, you know, stuff in the media, you just got to keep that in mind that they they're paid to be sensationalized. Like all their incentive structure is leaning towards making mountains out of molehills. And if you want to think long term, you really got to again separate the signal from the noise, or just take it all with a grain of salt. So. The final piece, if you are looking for when your company is reporting, um, there are some reporting season calendars available both for the Australian market, the US market and the European market. Simply just go to Google and and search reporting season or earnings season, jargon alert, the Americans call it earnings season. Just Google earnings season calendar or reporting season calendar and you'll um, find out generally when your company will be reporting. So that kind of brings us to the the wrap of, of reporting season, Ren. Um, we do have a community call out though, and that is that we need your help. This podcast, Get Started Investing, is all about uh, helping beginner investors break down barriers, which we mentioned at the start of the show. But the best way to work out what those big hurdles are is to hear directly from, from you guys, um, the beginner investor. So... We're asking for you to share your story with us. It's really simple. Head to equitymates.com forward slash contact and leave your details or a voice message. Ren has hard, uh, hard-coded this <laughs> uh, ability to record on our website and it'll just flick through a recording to us so that we can get in touch about uh, you being on the show. We really want to hear from you, so so don't be shy. And remember, there is no such thing as a stupid question here on Get Started Investing at Equity Mates as a whole. We... we um. We're all on this journey together, so... If there was such thing as a stupid question, Bryce and I would have... Um, I'd be out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have asked many an expert, many a stupid question in our time, and uh, we're still here. So, those links, equitymates.com forward slash contact, will be in the show notes. Um, and just a reminder that we also do have the Equity Mates Investing Podcast available, should you feel like you're at a stage where you want to come across and listen to a bit more uh, intermediate level conversation. Yeah, definitely not advanced. <laughs> no, intermediate. But look, we really do need your help. We'd love you to come on the show, share your experiences and stories, and, and we can break down some barriers uh, for you and with you that I know many of 
the other uh, Get Started Investing members will appreciate. So yeah. it's been fun, Ren, to yeah. kick off 2021. Happy reporting season. Happy reporting yeah. season. And we will be back <laughs> next week uh, with another investing topic that we're hopefully going to break down for everybody. Well, we will break it down for everyone. But we will, yes. Yeah, none of this, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. We'll, we'll leave it there and chat next week. Nice one. This podcast proudly brought to you by Equitymates Media. Always remember, all information contained in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Equitymates are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. For more information, head to our disclaimer page where you can find resources to search for a registered financial professional near you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.